Before we dive in, two things. First, thank you. Listeners like you are why we do this. Our team works hard on every episode to ensure we bring you the best content possible. Second, it's a gift-giving time of year. People ask us all the time, what's your setup or what's your favorite gear? We put all of our favorites together in our new generation leader gift guide. Find recommendations for those hard to buy for people on your list and get them something great this year. Find the gift guide at newgenerationleader.fm slash gift, and we'll keep this up to date all year round. All right, let's get on with the show. New Generation Leader. All right, today's guest sets a record for this show. Ava Jurgens is absolutely our youngest guest so far. She's an incredible trailblazing entrepreneur. She started real estate investing at the age of 15 while still in high school and founded an investment company, achieved a staggering $900,000 in assets by the time she finished her junior year and graduated high school. Then, driven by her desire to inspire and assist others, Ava took to social media to build her own personal brand, and this new passion allowed her to connect with a broader audience, tens of thousands of followers in no time flat, and led her to start her new business. Ava's accomplishments in business are undeniably impressive, but her interests go beyond entrepreneurship. She has a deep love for fitness, well-being, keen understanding of finance. Ava's an incredibly remarkable business leader, and I'm excited to have her on the show today. Let's dive into our conversation with Ava Jurgens. Welcome to the New Generation Leader Podcast. We're giving you the tools you need to lead in the digital world. Ready to reach your true potential? This is the New Generation Leader Podcast. So what was the first inclination for you that you were going to go into business, like your first vision or dream? What was that first moment like for you? Yeah, so I was actually sitting in a history class during high school. It was my sophomore year. And we were learning about a man named Andrew Carnegie. And basically, I was just so inspired because obviously, throughout our, the entire time of like the world, he was one of the richest people ever. Like, I guess in today's money, like he would be one of the richest people. And just the impact he made just really inspired me and how successful he was. And I knew I wanted to do something like that. So in class, I searched up the dumbest thing ever. And I was like, books to make you successful. And so I found a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And since I was 15, I forced my sister to drive me to Target. And she took me to Target after school. And I got that book. Lo and behold, my dad had COVID. So I ended up having to be quarantined anyway, because this was back in 2020. And basically, I had the whole quarantine to read. So I just read that book. And I read it in like two sittings. It was crazy. And I never read. But it just inspired me to just kind of get like financially educated and then also start investing in real estate. So that's kind of how my real estate investing journey began. So what was your family like? Were they any of your family members, your parents, your extended family? Was anybody in in business doing any of these kinds of things? Yeah, so no one was in real estate, but my dad, he started his own company when I was in second grade. And then my uncle, I mean, not my uncle, my grandpa, he was, if you guys are familiar with the company, Harley Davidson, he was 
the CEO of the company who made like all the seats for Harley Davidson. And then he's exited and sold that company. So, but I actually never got to talk to him about it like before he passed away, which is so devastating because it's like the one thing we could have probably like related on, but I've like read some stuff about it after the fact. And then obviously I had my dad to talk to about business, but that's pretty much like all the business that was in my family. So you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in two sittings. It's the middle of COVID. You're still in high school. Mm -hmm. So quick math here. You finished high school now? Yeah, I finished my after my junior year. So I'm technically, okay. I was like supposed to be a senior this past year, but I didn't have to be. But you were done and blazing your own trails. So after you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, leave that history class, finish your sophomore year, what came next? Yeah, so I ended up just actually starting the real estate investing company when I was 15. So we got the LLC set up and everything. We started marketing. And yeah, it pretty much just started right after that. And I like read some more books and stuff. But originally, I was going to wait till I was 18. But I was just like, I cannot wait. <laughs> so I just started then and there. All right. What would you say are your top influences that have guided you along the way? People, any other books? Like, where did you go to learn and know what to do next? Yeah. So obviously, Robert Kiyosaki was just a huge inspiration. And that book kind of just really broke it down for me. And I would say other sources I went to. So like Bigger Pockets, it's one of the biggest real estate podcasts. I think it is the biggest real estate podcast. So I listened to literally every episode of that. And a lot of just, you can, they have like an online platform. You can sign up and you can network with other real estate investors just around the world. And then also I went to my local RIA. No matter where you are, if you are in the US, you have a RIA. There's gotta be one like somewhere near you, but it's basically Real Estate Investors Association. So all the real estate investors in your area all meet up like once a month to talk real estate and there'll be realtors there. there's going to be investors wholesalers contractors so it's a great networking opportunity so I got a lot of mentors at the RIA just because like I remember the first time I showed up I was like the youngest one and they're like are you lost like they were like so <laughs> confused because I never seen a young person there before but yeah I would say those are probably the best sources okay so you're the youngest person in that room what's the demographic of everybody else in the room yeah, so it was like, I swear everyone was above probably 30 for sure. And just a lot of like really, not really rich people. There's like everywhere from like people who are just starting to people who just a lot of like smarter people than me, but definitely just like a lot of older people. So you set out to launch the real estate company. You finish high school. You've also started at least one other business that I'm aware of. What's that vision journey like for you from having an idea to implementing and launching? Yeah, so what I usually do is it's so basic. So whenever I like, am about to do something, for example, real estate, the first investment I wanted to make was a long-term rental. So when I was 15 and I wanted that long-term rental, obviously I had to figure out a game plan of how I was actually going to get that. So what I like to do is I either like take a course, read a book, or just do multiple of that. And then I make a step-by-step to-do list that has sort of like a timeline. So each task, like find a realtor, I need to do this by next week, Tuesday, and then like market to find deals, like order this direct mail campaign by next Thursday, and then like financing and everything. But you make a step-by-step to-do list of everything you need to do. And as long as you do what's on the to-do list, you cannot fail. So that's why I like making them. And as long as you just stick to it, you're going to be good. And that's my favorite way to like launch any kind of company. And you're right. I have two at the moment, the real estate investing company. And then as you know, personal brand launch, it's a social media marketing agency. And your TikTok is where I first met you, I think. Talk about your weekly work rhythm. I mean, how much are you working versus what do your not working hours look like at this point? Honestly, like it's gonna sound bad because I just don't have any hobbies. Like I just like to work. 
So I will spend all my time working. Like I work anywhere from 12 to 16 hours a day just because I have nothing else to do. And I can't just sit down and do nothing. So I don't have to work that much, but I do. And my work rhythm is pretty much like Monday through Friday, I have the same exact routine every single day where I just, I literally wake up at 3.15 in the morning and I will market, I will get ready, eat breakfast, then I'll edit my own content and basically, and then just work on everyone else's for the rest of the day. And that honestly has kind of just worked the best for me because I have nothing else to do. But I also like to educate myself towards the end of the day. So I think educating yourself is really important in business and everything, really, because you can learn something, but it might take you 10 years to figure it out on your own. But you can learn something in the fraction of the time, that same thing in like a month, if you just have like a mentor or you purchase education to like teach it to you. So I like to do that every day as well. Yeah, it's really good. Already we've hit on the generational aspect and how I think you are an example of why generations are trends, but they are not rules because you're probably one of the few of your generation to be pioneering and launching something this significant, but it's not unheard of. The last few generations, it hasn't been unheard of. And so the generations and then looking at communication and frame of reference, how you go about this, looking for mentors, all of those are things that I wrote about in my book that I think are so important that nobody's teaching in school, nobody's learning, but they need to be. And so often we miss that intergenerational chance to have a coach have a guide, a mentor. And that was really what started me on the book journey was talking to my friend, Norm. And Norm was about to retire. And I was like, Norm, what have you learned in your career that you wish you had learned earlier? And that kind of insight is so helpful. It's so important to be able to tap into that wisdom because you're right. It helps us take leaps forward instead of just steps forward. So as you sitting here today, you've got two businesses under your belt. What's next for you? So I kind of talked about this with Ben the other day. So I plan to really focus on personal brand launch. And my goal is to get it to six figure months. And then after I do that, my plan is for like the next 50 years of my life, I want to do this, which is just buy businesses, have a holding company, and then buy businesses and just hold them forever. And then that's how I plan to become a billionaire <laughs> because I will become a billionaire. But yeah, that's the plan. Just the way to win in life is just sticking to something for the long term. And I think that's probably what I want to do for like multiple decades of my life after kind of this. And obviously personal brand launch will be in that holding company, but yeah. So become a billionaire. What comes out of being a billionaire for you? What's the driving motivator behind that goal? I get asked like why a lot. And honestly, it just comes down to like, because I want to. And I just want to do it to prove to my own self, not anyone else, but just to myself. If I want to become a billionaire, I can. And I genuinely, I just want to. It's probably my why. And it's not very motivating to other people, but honestly, that is my why. What do you think it is about your why that motivates you so, so much? Because so many other people try to find their why and struggle with that. But it seems like you found it at a, a relatively young age. You're laser focused, you're purposeful, and you're not just laser focused and purposeful. You're not like, I'm going to do this. You've actually done the thing. So what is it about that for you that you think has pushed you to be so driven towards being successful in this? 
So I always think about this a lot and like what makes certain people different from others. And I think, honestly, I feel like this is not, it might not even be the best answer, but I just feel like some people were born a certain way and some people weren't. I don't know. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, a lot of CEOs, they're just inherently like workaholics or they just thrive off of productivity. And that's what motivates them, like achieving the thing. I do not like overstress about doing something. I like stress about not doing it. And I think that's just the way I'm wired. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. So I feel like that's probably why. It's just kind of how I was born. And that's just how my brain works. It's not because I have anything else, really. If you're anything like me, keeping up with all the people you know is hard. I forgot Tom's birthday. I had a meeting in town and forgot Jamie lives here now. Who was that strategic planner I met last year? Clay is a game changer for me. It puts all of my connections, contacts, text messages, LinkedIn connections, all in one place, reminding me about what and who is most important. Then every morning, Clay's AI engine reminds me, birthdays, who I should reconnect with, and lets me take notes so I remember important details, safe, secure, and thoughtful. Clay, the AI-powered system for cultivating amazing personal and professional relationships. Try Clay for free today at newgenerationleader.fm slash clay. You use a broker for your health insurance and benefits. Why not use a broker for your technology? Keeping up with the latest advances in technology can be a challenge. It frustrates me so much trying to keep up. Then you pick the technology and now you have the headache of working with a pushy salesperson from multiple companies, trying to compare the available features, who's gonna give you the best deal, it's maddening. But what if you could add a trusted technology advisor to your team? The power of a 12-time Inc. 5000 honoree and leverage their purchasing power to get the best possible deal on your video conferencing, your phones, internet access, network security, and every other technology need you have. That's the power of Sandler Partners. Our friends at Sandler are offering our listeners a 15-minute conversation. No pressure. Explore your needs and see if it's a good match. If they can't add value to your technology spending after 15 minutes, they'll let you know. Explore your tech spending at newgenerationleader.fm slash Sandler. Yeah, before we started recording, I was telling you that I was with a team this morning and we were talking about that idea of how they are each wired and that the differences in how each of us are wired. I think back to that question of how do we get to our why and how do we stick to our why? There's some insight that anybody could take from you, but your why is uniquely yours, partly because of how you're wired and how you're born and how you're approaching these situations. And so it's not as simple as a copy paste. And Ava's why is great. Let me go take that and let that be my why. So as you look to other people around you, other mentors, writers, resources out there, who are you continuing to learn from the most right now? This might be a really basic answer right now, but I'm a huge fan of Alex Ramosi. I just really like what he puts out, what he does, because he buys businesses as well. Um, I really like Warren Buffett, but obviously you have to like read most of his stuff. He's not really posting much video, but I like Warren. I feel like those are probably the main people I like. I also like to just read anything I can on people who have already like passed away. So like Andrew Carnegie, Rockefeller, those kind of people, because obviously they were huge like history changers and I want to be just like them. It's really impressive to follow some of those family trees and to think about the financial portfolio that they built, what they did with it, you know, whether it's the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the Cook family, just seeing then what they were able to do with that financially to 
make the world a better place, not only through their businesses and communities, but seeing entire hospitals built with a family's name on it or seeing a family's homestead and being able to tour an incredible home and gardens and the estates where so many of these families spent their time. It's pretty incredible to think about, especially, as you said, going back in time and people even like Warren Buffett, how somebody did this 20, 40, 60 years ago or 100 years ago. And then how do we translate this into the modern digital world? So as you look, you've got obviously a bright future ahead of you. You're engaged. So on the personal side of life, you're not wasting any time there either. So as you build out each of these businesses, what do you feel like are the gaps? What's missing for you right now that you feel like you need to fill in either knowledge or skill or personnel or financial? I mean, what is it that's going to help you get to that next milestone marker? Yeah. So I feel like the thing I'm missing, I'm really good at executing, but I feel like right now what I'm missing is good mentor or someone who or like maybe a piece of education that I can purchase. I just right now I'm trying to find someone because obviously I explained earlier how hard, I mean, how important knowledge is and having people help you so you can move faster. But right now I'm just having a really hard time like finding someone or something to purchase that I think can help me get to like the next level, which has been kind of frustrating because I'll do anything, but I am just having a hard time finding that person. Yeah, it's got to be more and more challenging the farther you go to figure out who has something that you can learn from based on where you are. That's got to be a smaller and smaller pool the more you go because you've been pretty successful so far. I would say even though like, it's not even like, it's more just nervous if like, I can't even find someone who's going to like say yes, you know, like, I feel like there's a decent pool, but I just don't know who would say yes. Like that's probably one of my biggest things that makes me nervous. What's something that you're experimenting with or trying? or looking into that is on the cutting edge of things? I've been focusing a lot on kind of like AI and stuff and how that can help my company. Obviously, because I'm social media marketing, a lot of other social media marketers are nervous, like it's going to take over, but I don't think it will. I think you can mainly just use it to combat and like do things faster than you are already doing. And I think AI is a really good thing. Obviously, like some parts is a little scary, but AI has been something I've been really paying attention to. It seems like you're you're paying attention to a lot and you're right there on the cusp and the cutting edge. What was your launch on TikTok? What got you started on TikTok and social media marketing? So I pretty much do all the short form content platforms, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, pretty much everything. And basically the reason I got started is because, yeah, I was in real estate and in real estate, it's really important to build your personal brand. So I started doing that on social media about a year ago, and I was able to get 50,000 subscribers like across platforms in just a couple months. I was like, I actually really like doing this. So I think I want to help other business owners and other entrepreneurs do the same thing. And so basically, I just started marketing like crazy, and I was able to get it into a six-figure business in two weeks. That's crazy. So in two weeks, and you started a year ago. So how long has this short-form social content business been going now? I started in, so I did it and then in the summer of last year, and then I started it in late October. It's been like eight, nine months. Yeah. Come on up on a year, but not even a year yet. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. All right, Ava. So one last question. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Norm, but obviously you have shorter window of experience to go off of. So I'm really intrigued by your answer to this. What have you learned recently that you wish you had known when you started? So this is one of the biggest lessons I learned in my company, especially if you have like a service-based business or a monthly, like a month-to-month service. This is probably one of the biggest lessons I have ever learned. And it's 
sales and marketing isn't going to grow your business, but decreasing churn will. So focusing on customer success, you know, like client wins, results, all of that stuff, instead of focusing on trying to acquire more and just decreasing the amount of people who stop using your service, that's actually what grows your business. Because imagine if you never lost a client or you never lost like a monthly paying customer, you would be making a lot more money. And I feel like so many people have it wrong where they think, and I had it wrong for the longest time where I was like, I just increased sales. If I just get better at sales, if I just increase marketing, that's what's going to make my big business grow. But it's mainly just decreasing churn and then keeping your marketing and sales pretty much the same. But yeah, that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned in business. All right. Well, Ava will include links to a couple of the resources you've mentioned and all of your social platforms in the show notes at newgenerationleader.com slash four eight. Thanks to Ava for joining us today. And thanks to the voice of the New Generation Leader podcast, Jay Smack at jsmackvo.com. And thanks to our team behind the scenes for bringing this show to life. Lead on. Thanks for listening to the New Generation Leader podcast. Subscribe today on your podcasting platform. Download the show notes and unlock your true leadership potential at newgenerationleader.fm. Thanks for listening today, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the New Generation Leader Podcast. Thanks again for listening to today's show. Don't forget to check out the New Generation Leader Gift Guide at newgenerationleader.fm slash gift. Thanks to Brian, Jim, Jay, and the team behind the scenes. We'll see you next time on the New Generation Leader Podcast.